0: Welcome, welcome, welcome. My name's Alex. This is Acting in Films. And I want to tell you why you should make a short film. It's a really great way to start in acting. I found it super useful for me. I've been making short films loosely for probably the last three, four years. And even did it before I actually decided I wanted to get into acting officially. So there's heaps of ways you can go about that. And the great thing about it is you can start right now or this weekend, or just set a chunk of time away from everything and when you want to do it so you can just get it done. Because they're super easy to do super quickly. You can literally just use your mobile phone, which is what I've done in the past, and actually just start making something. And the actual main reason why we want to do this is because we want to accelerate your learning and your rate of failure. Now, I know that sounds uncomfortable, and it is because we've been taught to avoid failure. That's why we wait until we're ready to start things so we can decrease the amount of failure that we experience. And there's just so many ways that we've been taught to avoid failure. And we actually wanna rack that up as much as we can so that we can just accelerate into acting as much as possible and just start doing as much as possible. And I find there are some really hidden benefits from making a short film. One thing that I find that I get is after I put a short film out there, which is a terrible feeling because then you're being seen and people are seeing your work, is I actually get this weird sort of invincibility feeling for a while afterwards. And I know this is just a mindset thing, but it does, and I could, like, I could totally get that without having to go through the stress of doing the short film. But I find that just really helps jumpstart everything that I'm up to. It lets me experience a lot more creativity. And there are just so many things you can get out of it, like working with other people and uh, just experiencing how do I actually tell a story? How do I even act? Because it's one thing to think about acting and think that you can do it, which you definitely can, by the way. I'm telling you that now. And I'll say it again for the people in the back. You can definitely act and you act all the time. So don't worry about that part yet. And just short films... Uh, can be really as short as you want them to. You probably notice them a lot more on social media these days. People create a very short, I don't know if you'd technically classify them as a a short film, but they're a short story, which is also a great way to start. But short films have been a great way for me to experience failure. And I weirdly like that feeling, but I've had to get used to that. And maybe it hasn't been a... well, I wouldn't say it's been a complete failure if I've done a short film, because even saying that you're going to do it and that you've promised you're going to do it makes you start doing all sorts of other things before you actually even start the short film. I found that I started researching films a lot more. I started paying attention to dialogue in films and different things I was watching. And just seeing people in a different way than I've seen them when I interact with people you know, in person and see the ways that i'm talking to them and they're talking to me and how that is a form of acting and essentially we're in a scene and that could have been filmed. that could have actually you know been a realistic shot or you could borrow that for your short film a conversation you had or something you experienced so one great way that i've found to get into it i'm not affiliated with them at all um, but i've been doing this for probably yeah three or four years of um, going into it is the 48 hour film project. And if you follow me on my YouTube, you've probably heard me talk about it before, which is Alex McIntosh. Just search that. You see my little face pop up and the 48 hour film is a great way to basically force yourself to do it because I find that if I don't have a deadline, I just, or like a specific period of time that I have to do it, I just won't do it because it's so freaking scary. Um, it's so stressful, but that's because I'm also in my head about everything. The actual doing it and putting it out there isn't as scary as you think it's going to be. So I've learned so much by doing the 48-hour film project. When I first did my one of them a few years ago, it was pretty horrible. It was, I think I just did that one with my dad because we just wanted to, you know, just do something together and also actually start doing some acting stuff because I've been thinking about it for a while but I hadn't really done anything. And so, it was a great way to just even think about, okay, well, how do I tell a story? How do I look on camera? Because when you see yourself on camera, although some people don't necessarily recommend this, and I wouldn't recommend agonizing over it, because the way you see yourself on camera, you see things that other people don't see as well. So it's not incredibly helpful if you obsess over it, but it's just a good indication. Or even if you show it to someone else and say, hey, does this look like how I would normally talk to you? And they're like, no, you look so freaking weird. You're like a weird robot. Like, why are you talking like that? And you're, weirdly breathing before you say every line which is what I felt uh, which is what I think I was doing when I started is before I said a line I used or after a line I'd like sigh a little bit and I was like why am I doing that that looks so weird but I didn't notice until I looked on film that I was doing this because I was just so in my head about everything so the 40 hour film is great to yeah get a chunk of time to force you to do um something and even just like, I think even that first year, I didn't even get the short film out on time, but I learned so much. And it's great to learn how to do these things from a production standpoint, because there's a lot of gatekeeping in the acting community, you know, with getting an agent, getting seen, getting, you know, different auditions or roles, or what you look like is not the stereotype of what people are looking for even though that doesn't matter at all eventually because, you know, they don't want to get exactly what they've seen before. Um, And there's heaps of productions now that are looking for diverse actors and actresses. So one way to do that is producing something. And so in producing a short film, you learn so much about the storyboarding as well, which I found really difficult when starting because it's one thing to just put the camera up and say, Hey, let's do this. But Getting that into a form of story is, can be quite difficult when you're starting because you have all these ideas in your head and then it's hard to translate what that'll actually look like on the camera and how you can actually capture that and just where the camera needs to be and the audio and everything like that. So basically, decide that you're gonna do a short film and schedule some time in to do it. Even if you're not gonna finish it, it's better that you started and tried And your brain will start thinking of all these ways of, oh my God, how can I do a short film? Oh, I remember this friend I talked to three years ago that was interested in this. I should reach out to them. And it's also a great thing to do while we're still in coronavirus time because I've done short films before and basically my last one was, we mostly did two of us who was doing the short film and that was probably mostly my best one yet because... It was just the two of us, and we could, were pretty comfortable with each other, and it was pretty weird, which was great, and the, the genre was dark comedy. So we learned so much, and we could have done that when it was, you know, peak uh, lockdown time. So this is a great way to continue acting, uh, even when things in the world look a little bit uncertain. It just, yeah, helps you with the journey of acting. So it's an excellent way that you can start and... There are just so many aspects to it that you'll learn along the way. But definitely, you need to get comfortable with failing at it. In fact, I want you to fail on purpose. I want you to decide already that you're going to make the worst short film that you can make. Because it probably, one, won't be as bad as you think it will be. But it is comforting knowing, too, that this is going to be the worst, <laughs> the worst thing that you've ever done. Because you're only going to get better the more you learn about this and the more you increase your rate of failure, because then you'll just start doing more and more and more and it will keep adding up. Another thing I learned was about acting was the dialogue, and even my very few, my first few short films had very little dialogue. And that's why actually a lot of people start out as an extra in, um, in films and in acting, because it's a very low stakes way to start in the acting business and just get some experience because you get to see how other people work, which might not necessarily be how you work and isn't always the best experience, but it definitely helps in getting a bigger picture of acting. And uh, being an extra does take away, if you're incredibly scared about it, which I bet you are, is takes a little bit of the, the fear out of it because you essentially get to watch and it's not a big deal of how you actually act as an extra, necessarily. Definitely there are ways to do it that are better than others. You know, you still want to create a little story in your mind about your character and what you're going through and that kind of thing, but it's also a, yeah, a great way to see other people acting. So probably maybe the first two short film, two to three short films I did, there was minimal to no dialogue, which was great because then I could focus on, okay, well, how do I look authentic and real in this scene? And this is the great thing about a short film is that a lot of people, they don't necessarily expect dialogue and you're trying to show, not tell. So it's also good to avoid doing a narration if you can because that's that can kind of be a bit of a shortcut to doing what you actually want to do. Um, It sort of lowers the stakes a little bit, like, even more, because then people don't even have to see how you're acting because they're hearing the narration. So I'd recommend, yeah, not doing the narration for a short film. Um, Although something is better than nothing, so if you think, no, I have to do one, then you're better off uh, doing that and having some work rather than no work. But, yeah, avoiding narration, you get to show, not tell, and that helps you build an idea of, okay, well, how can I make a story and convey emotion by showing my face or showing what I'm doing? And how can I use the cinematography and where I place the camera to help uh, communicate this? You know? And a lot of these things, so I'm asking you these questions and telling you these things, but a lot of these things I just learned, I thought, okay, where do I place the camera when I'm trying to show that I'm sad? And I would literally Google these things or Google examples of films that show sad characters or things like that to then just start singing more of this. And then obviously once you build that foundation, you can build upon that. But this is just a great way to start, as I have said. So then you start getting... So things you want to be learning from the short film, apart from just failing at it, because that's a great experience too and helps you learn a lot is, you know, the journey of the character and the story, the cinematography of what everything looks like and how that helps tell the story, dialogue if you can put dialogue in or are comfortable doing that. The most dialogue I had was in the most recent uh, short film I did, which was, again, for the 48-hour film project, which they do in every city, I think, around the almost every city uh, in every major country around the world is I tried to do this time because I'd done so much storytelling without dialogue. I thought, okay, this time I will do it, but I want to try to tell the story almost purely through dialogue. And we, yeah, we're given the genre of dark comedy, so I, which I'd never really done before. So I had to research examples of this, which I hadn't done for a long time. I watched a lot of films in lead-up to it. I looked for ideas and inspiration and I just learned an immense amount that I wouldn't have. And I got, yeah, like the invincibility that I said earlier, because it was so fucking scary (laughs) that I just felt like I could do anything for a little while after. And I knew that that was going to be a high and then there was going to be a low, which is part of why I actually started this podcast, because I wanted to start something that I could just stick to later. So I almost made a promise to my future self that we're going to keep doing things. And that's why I just started this, for the act of starting. And basically that's how you should view acting in general, is you want to be in the doing. You want to be doing as much as possible and start now because you are ready. You think you're not ready, but you're ready, I'm telling you. You've got a mobile phone, I'm guessing, and you can just set that up on a bunch of books is how I started and start filming you don't need to buy all the gear you can eventually but it's definitely not necessary and you don't want to wait for anything before actually starting because you can delay that for so long and that's what i did when i was first starting i was like no i need a tripod before i start oh i need a really good microphone because you want that crispy audio which you're probably experiencing right now but it's not necessary it's nice but When you even, if you were to YouTube and search uh, good short films or short films that have won awards, so many of them either won awards because of their audio or something specific about them, but if you watch the whole story, it's not really a great story. And that's part of why I like the 48 Hour Film Project, because they do have quite a lot of categories that they mark you against. So... It gives you a more rounded goal to head towards rather than, oh, this can just look pretty or, oh my God, the audio is incredible. But again, these are, all of this is part of starting. If you have really great audio and the story is a shithouse, that's great because you've started. You've, you've learnt something from that and that's what you have to keep practising at. And I'm moving on a little bit from... Uh, making a short film is or sort of helping with even just the dialogue of a short film is looking for either mentors that are a couple steps ahead of you and you'll often see them doing short films or even art house films that you can see that they're doing they are doing them to a usually a higher level because they've got a lot more experience their dialogue is usually a lot better or their way of saying dialogue is better one A lady I like to follow called Sarah Nadecherny, I think I'm saying that right, Uh, she's actually the voice of Ash Ketchum from uh, Pokemon, which you might be familiar with, probably are, and I love following her on Instagram, it's, um, let me just get that up, because she is really great and she actually shows a lot of behind the scenes. Her Instagram is uh, Sarah underscore Nadecherny, which is S-A-R-A-H underscore N-A-T-O-C-H-E-N-N-Y, And she shows a lot of behind the scenes of her acting journey and uh, voice acting particularly, because obviously that's her focus area. Um, But something I do before a short film to practice dialogue, uh, there's a couple ways. One exercise that I learned is you say a phrase over and over again so that the phrase no longer seems like it came from a book or a page. So it could be, uh, I have breakfast at seven. And you say that so many times, I have breakfast at seven, I have breakfast at seven, and you just keep on saying it until it evolves into, you know, different ways to say in the line, different emotions. Another thing I like to do is uh, practice a line from a movie over and over again to think of different ways to say it. Um, one, actually i heard Sarah Natachoni say, which I liked was, just a kid flung into a war far too big for him, trying to wear the shoes of a hero he couldn't possibly begin to fill. And things like that that just help you get into a character or get into another space to practice this dialogue. Another thing I like to do is impressions or pick up a character, which helps me... Like, it's great to be goofy, because, as in not the cartoon goofy, but to be a goofy character, because then that gets you in this kind of uncomfortable weird space that helps you basically just get out of your head because you want to get out of your mind about overthinking acting so one thing I like to do is kind of like sit the slot. so I look around my room and I see oh my god is that a fan I love fans oh look at this spin it's so pretty I really like it you know and just practice these weird characters that Like just then I wasn't thinking about, oh, how do I look while saying this? Am I saying this like how everyone says this? Do I say a piece of dialogue and do I close my mouth after? (laughs) Which is a question I found myself uh, asking myself after I did one of my first extra roles. I was like, because I had to say a little bit of dialogue. I was like, wait, when I talk to someone and I'm saying a line, do I close my mouth after I finish saying the line? Do I leave my mouth slightly open? When I say a line, like just practice that now, say, Hey, how are you? Do you leave your mouth open after? I think yes would be the normal answer. depends on the situation or the emotion you're trying to feel. But these are the kind of things that you experience by just doing and figuring out is you experience it. Basically you learn and that's part of failure is you're learning all these things that you've not really thought about. And I believe in acting, learning, acting on the job. And you don't have to do a two- to three-year course or more to actually get into it because you're practicing acting every day. And another way to learn on the job is creating your own job, which is why we should do short films and why I love them so much is because even if I'm having a gap in acting, I can still... Even just filming a little skit for Friends, which I do a lot, is another way to practice doing and practice failing. I probably had ten takes where I... Did something weird, so I learned that oh, I should close my mouth or should open my mouth after saying a piece of dialogue. And yeah, I find that really helpful for me and actually doing and learning so much from that. And if you take anything from our little talk today, is that you need to fail more and you should start a short film, start producing. No one's gatekeeping this for you, you don't even have to upload it anywhere, you can just create it, never show anyone, or like I do, have a little viewing night for your friends to show them, um, particularly if it's a dark comedy. Although I definitely am drawn to horror films, and for some reason my mind is always thinking when I'm at someone's house, I'm like, oh, it'd be really creepy if someone hid in the wardrobe and like hobbled out you know, with a bald head or something. Like, I can't help but think about these things, probably because I grew up in a creepy house. Uh, But these are the kind of things that you can incorporate into your short films. Another thing I do to get ideas is when I see something weird in person, I put in a little note section on my phone. So, for example, something I saw someone do once was, and I'm sure I've done, is when you get a coffee and a little bit spurts out the top, like of a takeaway cup, they often lick, lick around the lid, which looks ridiculous and kind of (laughs) disgusting when you see someone else do it. But these are the kind of things you can put into the short film that make them weirdly personable and almost like relatable. Like you're catching something that someone would have been doing anyway, but now you're watching them do it and putting that in a short film and just a whole bunch of collection of these moments, like someone taking off their shoe and sniffing it before putting it on the floor is something that you're like, oh, that's kind of real, but I don't usually see that. And these are the things you learn by making a short film and just experiencing the world around you and picking things up from people. So definitely start, maybe schedule it in this weekend and would love to hear how that goes. Uh, feel free to reach out to me on my YouTube, Alex MacIntosh, and we can talk about it. So thank you so much for listening. I've loved talking to you about uh, making a short film. And I hope yours goes amazing. And I also hope it goes terrible so you can learn from it. (laughs) All right. Thanks. I'll catch you next time in the next episode. Bye.